Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, a completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentary of Star Trek episodes. Here are your hosts, Sean. Get me to my regular doctor. They're familiar with my weird, you know, things. Matt. It's completely bonkers, and, and yeah. I didn't understand what was happening, <laughs> yeah. like, 80% of the time, but I loved it. Jake. His abs unfurled. Philippe. I don't have honor! <laughs> What's the point? I want to live and sing and dance! Erin. Uh-oh, this show is so good, we're just, like, watching it. Min Win. Would you fuck, marry, or kill me? <laughs> all of that. I would do all <laughs> three. <laughs> all three in that order. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today, and he told me he felt nothing. Make it so. We're back, baby. Back. You always say you say that. We're always back. because we've been back. We keep taking like months at a time. To <laughs> we only, we, only t- we only took one break, but then you started. Lo- you I told you not to do it. I said we don't have enough episodes saved up. Don't start releasing blah, new episodes, blah, or blah. we're going to hit another break. And that's exactly what happened. I'm just saying I was right. We've all we've all been writing really hard and really turning the creative juices and so this is going to be a really sharp episode with lots of pre-written material lots of yeah you know it's actually the exact opposite of that i have nothing prepared (laughs) i didn't do corrections corner i don't have connect them all ups i got nothing you guys are gonna have to do some heavy lifting this week all right right, i don't even have possum news i mean what's happening here i'm gonna stare at this episode so hard yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. what are we watching we're watching season five episode seven unification part one uh, and I don't know. There's no clock on the well, wall, so I don't I know will, how much time I'm gonna, it is. I think that I think we're gonna get Amazon Plus is gonna give us a little, give us a little, a little um. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a Star Trek: The Next Generation we're watching. In case you're joining us for the first time, yeah. Which I, in case I, you're I, just I feel, jumping he in, he didn't say that part. I feel like I feel like this episode is gonna draw in a lot of new oh, people. You do? Yeah, just. In my bones. We yes. Yeah. If you haven't been listening, we've been watching season Star five, Trek. episode seven. Season Your bones five, are right seven. three out of five times. That's a pretty good. And I got forty five, forty six on the clock, and Matt's punching the triangle in three, two, one. Oh, wait, I wasn't ready. Hold on. No, we have not punched. Okay. We have not punched. Call it off. Take that. I'll do abort, this. Abort. 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 The humanity. I count since I have the control. It's like my first oh, ever. My uh, first marriage. The, the punch we didn't want to expose that you can't count very God. well, Matt. Um, Wait, I'm what? punching the triangle in three, two, one. Punch. I just don't know what those words mean. Gene Roddenberry died right before. Well, well it's when, actually the, this episode the, came out. It was a couple weeks before. Sorry, I forgot you were there. Sorry, I just disturbed the lap cat. That so I what, Gene died? Well, you guys have a lap cat A couple this week. weeks before this one, but this was when they this the last put the little tag on. I guess we really never will hear from him again. It's too bad. <laughs> There's so much unresolved yeah. stuff. The ghost of Gene Roddenberry can show up at any, any moment. Time. That could happen. You just never know. Yeah, I think as if you get near a black hole, that is when it's likely to happen. Just to... 
just to give you a little teaser. I did not I, I did not watch these episodes. I tried to last night, but I was so tired that I fell asleep. I did watch the beginning Same. of this episode and this performance. I don't know who this person is, but this is a terrible performance. <laughs> I mean, really bad for even for a one scene. I'm just here to do some exposition. It's an awful performance <laughs> for a one scene. And I'm Charlie. like, who is this? Who do, whose sister is this that got on this show somehow? I was wondering, what was she looking at? Uh, she, she was, was just standing? dramatically staring off for no reason. It's yeah. an awful performance. Nice. Whoever, sorry to this person. Are we going to see? Uh-oh. Um, it's Mr. It's Spock. What? Mr. Spock's doing naughty stuff. Mixing generations. So one of the few Vulcans we actually care about. Star Trek: The Next Generation, Season Five, Episode Seven, Unification, Part One. Original air date November second, nineteen ninety one. Picard and Data follow Spock into Romulan space in a dangerous mission. Aaron. What do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? It seems like it could be popular. Return of Spock. Yeah. And there's a part one and a part two. There is. This is part one. There will be a part two. Gonna say 8.3. Oh. Too high? Uh, I actually saw it on the main menu, but I'm still gonna say seven. I did not see it. I'm going to say 8.1. I think that this episode is just um, all a big tease because they tease Spock at the very beginning, as we just saw. He literally doesn't show up until the final 30 seconds of this episode. What? Yeah, it's kind of a Um, dick wink. I'm out. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a tease. (laughs) So I everybody's going to start lowering their scores. 6.8. I'm going to say a perfect 10, because that's exactly how much Spock you need. Sorry. 8.2. Wow. That's pretty high. I think the second half is better. Who picked 8.1? That was me, I think. Uh, There you go. Been a while. I'm back. Yeah. This this episode has several that guys in it. Yeah. Um, I'll show them as they show up. Unification I... Unification I. That's yeah. how it shows up. Yep. Karen Hensel. That was that actress's name playing. He's the got the uh, the coat back on. I like that. Yep. He's wearing his cool outfit. Has she done anything else? What? Steven Root is in Best this? Best yep. known. Steven for Root plays her a Klingon role. Oh, Aaron. Awesome. Best known for her recurring role as Doris Collins, the mother of Sharon Newman on the daytime soap opera The Young and the Restless. Oh yeah. She played Doris from 1994 through 2000. She was in Psycho 3. <laughs> the most famous of the psychos. Yeah. You get all of our soap opera uh, references. Mm-hmm. Well, she was in an episode of Frasier. Anyway, she's awful in this. <laughs> no offense to her. I like that nobody listens to this because I feel comfortable saying things like <laughs> That's a terrible It's a safe space where we can talk <laughs> shit and no one will overhear us. No one, no one ever needs to know. <laughs> the NSA is listening to everything but this podcast. So. Ah, 
This is a good scene. Patrick Stewart is a good actor, you guys. The thing know. about this episode. I don't know if we've ever talked about that yeah, before, he's but he's pretty great. He's got these two episodes coming up firmly on his shoulders as far as. Yeah, so he does all the he heavy does lifting. He does all the heavy lifting in these two. Yeah. But the problem is, is that this first episode is all set up. Marina Sirtis basically took these two weeks off. Like she's, I yeah, is she even in it? <laughs> she's. I don't even know she's in these. She might be sitting there in her chair. She must but... show up because it doesn't oh say God. she's not so in it. Peanut brittle package. So you guys in the TV industry, adjacent. Those. I wish I had does, little t right. like that. Does Sirtis get paid when she she doesn't show up? You get paid either way if you're in the main cast. You yeah. have your name on the on the cast list. You're in. You on get the, paid? In the credits, you're in. you get paid yep. the same. Yep. Yep. She's got a good bit in the next episode. Oh, does she? Yeah. She. I mean. She's objectified for for a few scenes. Oh, I guess by okay. you. <laughs> I... There's Spock's stepmom. Oh, I love her gigantic statement necklace. Yeah, she's wearing. <laughs> Look at that! Thing. It's like part of the dress. Maybe it's it like, is. Maybe it's sewn it, into the dress. It's like a carapace. It's spread like a fungus into a unicorn horn. It unicorn looks like horn. those beetles in Egyptian. She does stuff. have quite the little headdress on too. Yeah. It's like, do so you have to get those chains? To, oh, no, the, directed, the second change on my... Who directed this one? It's got a lot of... They've had a lot of dramatic staring off into the distance. And this episode just started. <laughs> Les Landau. Landau. He's one of the regular Star Trek guys. He's a regular guy. <laughs> that peanut brittle is sealed up tight. What are you talking... Oh, you're trying to open the peanut brittle. <laughs> We can't get it open. First, first technical difficulty. Is it? No, ever, don't ruin your beautiful Does anybody ever eat peanut brittle any other time of year? No. It feels like a strictly Christmas time yeah, thing to me. Yeah, it's a candy thing. Yeah, but like, lucky Patty Lapone wasn't here. Do they even make she it the rest I bet, of the year? I bet it lives somewhere. I'm sure you can get oh it Oh, my God. Round. I don't know if I We need that. scissors, but I don't want to get up. <laughs> no. Yes. It's too dark in here for that. You're Cat talents. This is exactly. Here, why don't we just take a beat and we'll do it when we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> take do you really break. need to be a right professional podcast? <laughs> we, we are kind of in the middle of something right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the middle of something. I'm in the middle of something else. Well, he was in the middle of something His too. Fingers just like reach for the peanut brittle and it's like. This Ten is hours how, later. This is how the Donner party happened. <laughs> they couldn't get into the peanut brittle. They just couldn't get into that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just something. gave up. Yeah, they just gave up. They're like, is that some kind Jimmy, of fish come over head? So who's Eleanor of Aquitaine over here? What's going okay. on? Okay, do you want a quick? Yeah, you want a quick Please. setup of what's happening here? Please. So that admiral in that first scene said, um, "We, Amb Ambassador Spock, in this, in this." time of the series Spock is an ambassador right he's become sort of a diplomat and he's he's gone rogue he's gone missing and they how old is he he's old Vulcans live a long time okay he's like and his father is still alive yeah his father's so. still alive and it's his father's I think like supposed to be 200 or something like that yeah. and so they've got this video that they found of Spock on Romulus, the Romulan homeworld. Because Spock's whole deal Romulus. these days is that he wants to bring peace between the Vulcans and the Romulans, who are a uh, a shared species in their past. Like Vulcans and Romulans used to be one 
people and then the Romulans split off and went what? and formed their own thing. You can tell because they look exactly the okay, same. Okay, that's why I get them all screwed up. Oh, there's there's Sarek. So anyway, father. the Starfleet, nice house coat. Starfleet told John Luke, we want you to figure out where why Spock went to Romulus and what's going on. We think he might be a, a traitor to the Federation. And Sean Luke's like, oh, Spock's not a traitor to the Federation. Something else must be going on. So they go to Vulcan to talk to Spock's dad. And that's Spock's third wife, his second human wife. Spock, Sarek likes human wives. So. Yes, but yeah, they don't live as long. so They keep dying on it. Got to keep replenished. Oh, so the last time we saw nice. Sarek, they remember he, you won't... Marin, you'll recall the last time we saw Sarek, he you was guys, suffering. I was going to be like, "What Star Trek?" <laughs> he how... was suffering from a uh, an incurable disease that caused him to like lose control of his emotions. And the way that they resolved it in that episode was they he mind melded with Jean Luc so that he yeah. could conduct the like final diplomatic like negotiations that he needed to to conclude so now he's dying like he the the disease has gotten worse and he's basically about to die and he's kind of suffering from dementia like he can barely jean-luc's trying to find out from him if he knows what what spock is going what's going on with spock um but it's hard for sarek to focus because he's suffering from this disease but he hears spock and then that kind of brings him out of it for a little bit Here's them. Mark Leonard, who's played Sarek from the beginning. Yeah. And this is his last appearance as Sarek. Although I guess the character shows up in later iterations played by other people. Yeah, he's in um, Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. But I guess somebody else plays him in an episode of Voyager. Oh, really? It must be some kind of like flashback or something. It's got to be a time travel-y thingy-wingy. Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey episode. (laughs) It's never going to make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. He died in 1996. So Yeah. Somebody else plays him. That would have been fine for Voyager, right? Oh, Voyager's. I mean, he might have squeaked in early, but. Voyager's after. Yeah, it's like 99, 98. No, Voyager starts right after uh, this show ends. No, the DS9 starts right after. No, yeah. DS9 starts while this show is still on. Well, the last two years, but then... Voyager starts the same season, the, the next season after yeah. this show ends. I don't Go on. There's a... They it's touch, like this. touch tips. And then DS9 is in the middle. They touch tips. Oh. And then they human centipede it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm tired, he looks great. He looks, even though he's like dying, he looks, he's keeping it tight. Sarek. He's Mark Leonard's a good looking guy. He's got great eyebrows. He's got a great chin. Yeah. Very expressive eyes. Seems like he would be in Westerns. Something about his face. He looks like, uh... Yeah. He was on like a million TV That's shows like in the sixties. Planet of the Apes guy, Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He's a dime store Charlton Heston. 
this is a pretty talky episode. Yeah, this all this whole episode is all set up, right? Because they're explaining to you what's going on. Why is why is Spock on Romulus? And... Boy, Sarek really snapped out of being sick. Yeah, he heard Spock, and then he's like, "Hey, <laughs> I am ready to go." How did he hear him? I was confused. No, he didn't. He just said Jean Luc said, said his, his name. His name. Oh, the name. I just... thought he was like somehow channeling him no. somehow. He's trying to remember, and basically, he's like, "Look, there was an old, there was a Romulan like senator that Spock was friends with back." So <laughs> now we're getting into nerd heaven, right? Okay, now. go on. So, in a couple <laughs> no! of weeks, oh, he's trying for the peanut oh, brittle Lord. again, you guys. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country. Yes. Oh, that'll be good. And that movie is all What about... did you say in 6 years? It's did... in 2 weeks actually. <laughs> 2 or 3 weeks. I heard 6 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, was... I cannot was... focus on anything right now <laughs> except, except what's happening with Peanut Brittle. Oh, you, oh, you guys can hear that? <laughs> I don't even want any. I just want to know oh what's God. going on. he's finally going to open the what, goddamn will we, d- will we watch that movie that Sean mentioned, or will we open the Peanut Brittle, which will happen which first? Which will happen first. <laughs> don't you have, like, keys or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet it's going to be freaking crispy as hell, though. <laughs> Think how fresh it'll be. Let me see it. 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 Sarek would know what to do. It's vacuum sealed. You I saw that coming. Scared the cat away. I know. God damn it, Philippe. I know where the scissors are, and I don't have a cat. I can no. fix this. Oh problem. wow, this is strong. <laughs> I give the peanut brittle oh, episode. I got it. I got it. I got it. The peanut brittle. Has the peanut brittle been? It's open. Oh, oh I used my keys. Thank you. Finally, I used my keys, but even with my keys, I had to push really hard. It was hard plastic. It took a podcast worth of adults. Some pretty good smelling peanut brittle. Oh my god, the vapors that just came off of that. It smells. You guys, I'm severely allergic to peanuts. Could you not open that bag up? (laughs) Too late. Too late. This is actually really sad. Like Sarek is dying. Sorry, guys. Jean Luc is saying goodbye to him because he knows he'll never Uh see him again. Uh uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh God. How's the peanut brittle? Now we get to listen to Philippe. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. It's just good. put the mic down while you're eating, at least. <laughs> Give it to your 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 wife. Let I leaned it in a so soft. I wanted you guys just to hear this brittle. I'm also eating peanut brittle. Oh, <laughs> this just turned How into an ASMR Star Trek. It's fantastic. Podcast. Is it very brittle? Mm. Would you describe it as very brittle? Mm-hmm. Just the right amount. Is it nice and crunchy? Mm-hmm. Philippe is oh, yeah. numbing some delectable uh, peanut brittle. He's wearing a hoodie. What Sean was trying to explain to you guys earlier is that this was the <laughs> this was the 25th anniversary of Star Trek th- this year. It was 1991. And they had the movie coming out, Star Trek VI. So this movie, this episode kind of makes reference to the things that will happen in Star Trek Six, even though nobody had seen Star Trek Six yet. Um, 
that's is like, a fun little. That's like, just like strumming your hands across a nerd erogenous zone exactly. right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was totally very right. much a like, ooh, ooh they're talking about. I, they're talking about the movie. They're talking about things only I know or right. I will know, and none of my friends will know it. It was it was a lot of that. They know. were talking about opening a bag of peanut brittle. That's mm. right. Well, that was fascinating. I have to say. <laughs> I think it was like, Wait, I'm sorry. Is the senator from something the the senator they're referring to? I I missed. He's that Romulan. He, okay. He's he's Spock's Romulan friend. Okay. Yes. And so Sarek's what Sarek told John Luke is. Uh, Spock dreamed of having peace with the Romulans, and if he's gone to Romulus, he's probably gone to meet this guy, Pardek, Pardek. who is his counterpart. He's the Romulan version of Spock, and he also wants to, he also wants peace. Yeah. So Pardek and Spock are like buddy buddies, and so the current theory is that, oh, and yep, sure enough, goes. they're going to zoom in and enhance... With. Enhance. I love when they zoom and enhance on a TV so show. So the actor who plays Pardek, his name is amazing. His name is Malachi Throne. Yes, that's great. Uh, and he is actually was in uh, the original pilot of Star Trek, the original series. Oh, wow. As well as the Menagerie. That's some pretty good credibility. Playing... Commodore Jose something. He must have been pretty young if he was in the original pilot of Star Trek. Oh. Because that was 25 years before yeah. this. The unaired one? Yep. Wow. As well as the aired Menagerie two-part. Yeah. He plays... He's in, he's in the clip show. Well, he plays the... He, like, is in the, the he's, trial He's part in of the it. frame part of the yeah, frame story as well. he's the one who's trying to get Pike a sent to crazy town mm. Mm, mm, mm. so good <laughs> the sounds that jake was making just now <laughs> so now they're trying to get to to get a, a cloaked ship so they can get into so they're trying to get in touch with the klingons and gowron's being a little bitch now because he's claiming that everything that was done during the klingon civil war was his he did it all that the Federation had nothing to do with it. Ah. And this guy is the most, uh, like, secretarial Klingon yeah. you'll ever meet. He's a personal <laughs> personal assistant. Yeah. He's, he's like, he doesn't have, like, he talks, yes, well, I'm sorry, he, he won't be able to help you today. Yeah. He doesn't have the typical uh-huh. Klingon growl to yeah. his voice. Uh, Gowron is not in at the moment. He's busy. <laughs> Picard's like, yeah, I'll give you a message. Suck my nuts, Gowron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Choke on this photon torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like photon torpedoes would be a great snack name in this, like, if you're a kid. Oh, they got the new cheesy photon torpedoes. Mm, that same torpedo shape. That you don't love, and now with no. warp nine cheese levels. <laughs> What's her face is in this? Uh, Denise Crosby. Yes, not in this one. She's in part two. Oh, she's in part two. Yeah, Sela is back. Sela. It's our last time we ever see her. Is in these episodes. Yep. I don't know what John Luke's up to. Yeah. 
You don't know what he's doing here? And now I forgot. He's well, he's basically telling him, you know, if, if Gowron doesn't want to help me, maybe somebody else in the Klingon Empire will help me. And then I can be a great, I can help him out later on when he needs something from me. Yeah. Oh, I see. Jean-Luc's being a bit. He's blackmailing him. browbeating him a bit. Good for Jean-Luc. Yeah. He's doing that. He knows how to play the Klingons game. Mm-hmm. Klingon seems like super easy to play. I don't know what they're doing to Data right now. I think they're putting firm. Um, I think they're putting um, Romulan bits on it. No, right? not yeah. Maybe they are. Yeah, they are. Look, oh, his that ears are pointing. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's going back in time. They're gonna have to frost his tips. Maybe those are just as regular. Yeah, they're they're, they're just sizing him up. They're gonna put ears on him. Yeah, they yeah they're they're Jean-Luc they're Romulaning them them both. <laughs> So what are you guys up to? See, this is all a lot of. There's it's a just lot set up. Of, this whole this episode is not very good. It's just a lot of laying so, the ground. No, it's a two episode thing, and it's like so. The first two acts of the of the whole thing are all in this episode, which means there's no payoff. It's just set up. Hey, they just referenced Mr. Mott the barber. Oh. They're like, you have to go see Mr. Mott to get your Romulan hair put on. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that's happened is they found some destroyed Vulcan ship. That's the ship that Spock was flying to go to Romulus, wasn't it? No. Mm. Oh. Just no. another ship. Yeah. Just nothing to do with the story, really. <laughs> All the Well, <laughs> <laughs> they had these ship parts. They were like, we got to fill this episode out. What Does if that look like another... a part on a ship? <laughs> like a spaceship? I don't know why it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's like, maybe on like the Queen Mary. <laughs> you don't think they need big steel things on spaceships this is Just like that weird elbow joint that goes into some other, like, basically a dreidel shape. I don't uh, know. No. I think it doesn't seem refined enough. Uh-huh. So now they've got this is uh, Steven Root. Yeah. Playing this Klingon captain. He likes his pink gels. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the Klingon ships are always very red tinted. Yeah, they're very spotlight heavy. They don't like floods, flood lighting. I feel like they don't do a lot of reading. Yeah, do you think it's just their eyes are very used to the darkness? You know what I found out? You know why pirates wore eye patches? Because they got their eyes poked out? No, that's actually not the main reason why they wore eye Most of the time they wore them because... Protect their night vision? They had to go, yeah, they had to go down below deck uh, and there was no light. They could, their eye was, one of their eyes was already adjusted to darkness. That's a good, that's good. Good thinking, pirates. What? <laughs> that's, no. That's true. Look it up. Look it up. It's true. Who told you that? I learned it on a podcast, so it's got to be true. Uh-huh. That's right. Will Friedle from Boy Meets World told me, and he wouldn't lie to me. Is it cool for one of your eyes to be adjusted? What's that like? Well, you can put the... You can put the eye patch on the other eye, then, right? Yeah. Shit. You switch it You're over, right. and you then can. you have the night vision in the one eye. So is this the same Stephen Root from Office Space? It is. Holy. It is Stephen Root. And from Barry. I I didn't watch Barry, but he is definitely the Stephen Root from. Oh yeah, you should watch Barry. News Radio. Let's talk about Barry. 
the greatest sitcom from the 90s. News radio was excellent. I, I will fight anybody who disagrees with me on that. I don't want to fight, but also I'll pretend I agree. Um, what was seen? better? In the 90s? Yeah. I mean. You're going to say Veronica's Closet? I was going to say Friends, <laughs> but I guess. Yeah. No, nah, it's better than Friends. News radio is way better. Yeah, than pound friends. for pound. Uh, I just I couldn't get into a news radio. That was good. Wings, wings is better. Oh, I love wings. <laughs> wings. Okay, I will fight you. If that's your answer. Oh, come on, wings is great. I love wings, but it ain't better than news radio. <laughs> you love wings. I, I, do, I was but I was just catering to you. I don't really feel that way. I love most. Seven, I mean, I, there's a long list of '90s sitcoms that I think are great shows. I still think news radio is the best. I need to know the net list of names. Um, who can who can tell me the who else besides Kirstie Alley was in the cast of Veronica's, Veronica's Closet? closet. I know that Jake can because he <laughs> went to a live taping of Veronica's. Closet. Wasn't Kathy and Jimmy in it? I think you're right. I yeah. think Kathy and Jimmy. I mean, well, I, I know the answers. I couldn't I do any better than that. That's though. the only. Kathy and Jimmy was the wacky best friend. Yeah. Who played her Veronica's sort of will they won't they love interest on the show? Steven Weber. No, <laughs> just kidding. that was Wings. <laughs> you weren't um, allowed to be on more than one ninety sitcom. He was. Let me see if I can give you a clue. He, at the mention of his name, your mind will immediately travel to nineteen ninety seven. He was very much a figure of that era. And was huge, kind of hugely famous, but is not hugely famous anymore. Mm, I was too young then. He was very much a 90s figure. Like, um. <laughs> he was more famous for, to me, I think he's more famous as a host than he ever was. Carson Daly. No, but you're so close. Who was the Carson Daly of 1997? It wasn't Carson Daly? No. Down Bird. Another MTV guy. Hurt Loader. It was Dan Cortez. Oh, Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez was the male lead. Yes. Of yes. <laughs> that made me so happy. <laughs> he played a former model, of course, who had become like Veronica's publicist. I just looked all this up because I just I had just listened to the episode where Jake told us that he went to see that's right um, Veronica's clock. R.I.P. Kirstie Alley. Everyone, oh yeah, Kirstie Alley died. Drink for Kirstie Alley. Wallace Langham, who was on the he was on that show. He was also on Larry Sanders. He was like the writer, the nerdy writer guy on Larry Sanders. I I thought that Kathy Griffin. Was on this, but she was on, she was suddenly, on suddenly Susan. Susan. I was going to say Brooke Shields. Vicky is Lewis that, was on. She was on news radio. She was on news radio. Yeah. Oh, so like, there were no sassy redheads on Veronica's closet. Kathy there was Kathy Najemi, sassy redhead. She was not a redhead, but she was sassy. <laughs> oh, I was wrong, you guys. It's this episode where she gets objectified. Okay. Oh, look, it's the melty faced guy. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen one of one them of in a them, while. Yeah. So this guy's like a ship dealer or something. He's junker, a he, he, ship yeah, junker. Yeah, he runs the junkyard. Somebody stole a Vulcan ship from this ship Where junkyard. Where did we see those guys from? We've seen those guys before, right? Yeah, for sure. Right? He's Balorian, right? Isn't that what I they call know. him? 
He's got sure. <laughs> he's definitely been using Boloreal on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he was not. also Daryl Chill Mitchell ah. was also in the cast of Veronica's Closet. You know he's a uh, paraplegic now. Oh no! You know that? I don't know who he is, but it sounds sad. You delight in telling us that people are either dead or that something horrible happened to them. He's in Fear the Walking Dead in a wheelchair as as his character is also a paraplegic. Okie dokie. Daryl Chill Mitchell was in was on the uh, John Larroquette show. Anybody ever watch that? Yeah. Not no. The no. sitcom he had where After, he was the lead it was I, called the John Larroquette. Yeah, show. I watched it because I was in love. I love John Larroquette. So. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Mitchell played the like. The, he was he he ran the, the newsstand. The right? newsstand. Yeah, yeah, I did watch. I watched yeah. a bunch of that show. It was good. I do like. Is this guy's that. name Bajik? No. Bajik was the the Klingon that oh, the fuck the secretary Klingon that. That's another that guy. Because that guy is played by uh, Eric Avari, who is the mummy. You know, the mummy, the Brendan Fraser mummy. He's the like head of the the museum that she's working at, who ends up being part of the like guys that are trying to keep people from getting to the. Oh, he's the, cl- that's OK. I found him. He's Clem Dunkin. Not a mummyist. There was a thread. He's in- a Zach Dorn. <laughs> Zach Dorn. That's what this guy's called. That's what their species is. Oh, that's where we seen one of him, his guys before. He was the guy who played um, that game with Data, where they went like this. Oh, yeah. oh is that what he was? And, that uh, guy. And oh, Dr. Yeah, yeah, Pulaski yeah. was like, Data will beat him, and then Data lost. It was that. They would. They had that war games yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the strategist. He was trying to prove that his strategy, his computer, was smarter than the Enterprise or whatever. He that was a Zach Dorn. See, there he is. Zach Dorns are similar to the species called Zach Braffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They both have droopy faces. Yeah, but you still kind of want to like pinch them. And you just want to punch him in the face. Yeah. They kind of got that hanged, droopy dog kind of feel. Like, Zach Braff had the most punchable face. Zach Braff. I was yeah. up there. That guy, was hate... kind, that guy was kind of like Wallace Shawn, that character actor. Yeah, he yeah. Was like, he was like, I'll beat you, Mr. Data. Well, now they're getting their... They've been given their quarters on the Klingon ship, which is not, they don't, they don't have cushy mattresses. Yeah, or maybe they do, and then they just haven't given them anything. <laughs> you can't really tell. Yeah, I think they probably do, and they're just not giving anything to the fans. It's like they don't, it's the only thing on the ship made out of wood. <laughs> that just does not look comfortable yeah. at all. Sean looks like, this will be fine. And Data's just going to stand Data there. Data doesn't sleep, so he literally just stands <laughs> He's there. He's just going to stand there. This I is mean, a really funny scene. Like, Picard cannot. Uh, he, he can't get over the fact that Data's just standing there. He can't, like, relax. I mean, would you. If Data could make himself soft and fluffy, would you just lay on Data? I mean, he's just a machine. I bet Data can make himself soft and fluffy. Yeah. That's what I would do. I'd make <laughs> Data hold, cradle my head at a certain angle. A Data body pillow. 
and make him like rub my neck while I'm going to sleep, and maybe like coo in my ear. <laughs> Soothing sound of pigeons. He can make make white noises. <sighs> yeah. He's got like a noise machine in. Yeah, there. he can make he can, real. He like, can make whatever noise you need. Ocean he impersonates sounds. other people's voices all the time. He can um, sound like whatever you want him to sound like. Yeah, I want you to be a rainforest. Staring at him while he's trying to sleep. <laughs> Close your eyes, Data. Picard, what the fuck? <laughs> this is all very funny. It's <laughs> a great day. I'll stand over. I'll look this way. <laughs> <laughs> the lingering gaze. The long Ugh. gaze. That was intentional. Right. He's like, nope, nope, nope. No. Right, I'll fuck this shit. Nope. Uh. uh. That's so funny. It looks kind of like a screeny there in the background. It does look it like a, a screeny. screeny. It's like a Klingon screeny. Oh, he went over to the other side. Kerpuck. What is that depicting? The ship? Blood. Yeah. It's like tomorrow's menu items. It's like, <laughs> gah. Gah. Yeah. At 2.30, there will be a blood ritual. I like this room. What's going on? These episodes got huge ratings because oh. they really yeah, advertised they the hell out of it. The fact I didn't, that Spock was going to well, be on God, the show. I, would imagine. I, I didn't watch the show, and I remember seeing the commercials that <laughs> yeah. Spock was going to come I back. did watch the show, and I was hyped as fuck for this, <laughs> for this thing. <laughs> And then Spock doesn't show up until the final ten seconds, and I and the nerd rage was real, and it was like, "What the fuck? This is a ripoff." They I told, vague, promised me Spock. I vaguely remember us talking about it, and like, then you had oh, back, guys, back in come high in because I was. I think I was excited really for it, and Spock. you were like, "At some point, did you watch your like your Spock show?" Your, or, yeah, uh, no. how was the Spock on Star Trek Next Generation? Yeah, because you and friend of the show Kenyon <laughs> we're talking about it I think quite a bit at the time yeah you were both so excited that Spock was gonna be on yep the timelines yeah it's real disappointing when he doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> you spend the whole episode there's well, Deanna she yeah, is in this episode, in this episode mm-hmm. a little bit yeah she hasn't had much to do but she's in it I bet she loved it when she wasn't in an episode. Yeah. You know, you just get a week off, yeah. basically. You don't have to wear the jumpsuit. Yeah. Wear your nice, loose... You, you, can, know, you can eat some bread ass. on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> and I'm not going to even throw it up. I'm just going to keep it. Oh, no, let's thing. not... Come on, let's not imply things there. What? Philippe. I, I just read that book with Jeanette McCurdy, and she that's what she was doing. Yeah, but it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my, you one actress that did everything all did. What inspired you to read her her memoir? I just thought I just I I guess I was listening to somebody talk about it. I think it was on NPR. It's and in the were, culture right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they were saying that it was good and that the author was really funny. You know, for it. I was like, well, that show was so not funny to me. So I would just like to see if the person, uh huh, who is and funny. you liked the book. Yeah, it's you know it's straightforward and matter of fact and but talks and and was it funny? Is she like a funny writer? 
Um, she's humorous. She definitely has a sense of humor. Um, I wouldn't say she's outrageously funny, but I would definitely say that she was a, is amusing and kept it going and has kind of sort of a wry sort of like definitely deeper than you would think from the character she plays, obviously. So, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's interesting. Yeah. Recommendation corner. It's anybody? a little bit of a recommendation. Recommendations. We actually have a recommendation jingle. We don't play it very often. We don't really remember. Getting our seal oh, of approval. There we go. Yeah, there they are. Data and Romulan. He gets They're to be all, all astonished and not feel neutral about it. He's like. And there's John Luke Romulan. Uh, I have a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rogers comedy special on Showtime called Have You Heard of Christmas is very funny. It's basically him giving a concert of Christmas songs that he's made up because he wants to be what he calls the Prince of Christmas, like Mariah Carey is the Queen of Christmas. It's really funny. I highly recommend. That's a good recommendation. You said it's on HBO Max? A Showtime. Sweet. Check it out. I watched The Fablemans. Everyone should go and see The Fablemans. Did you yeah. cry? Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Is that the one with Michelle Williams? Yep. yep. Cool. Yep. It's like a Steven Spielberg early days It's story. about his own childhood. Yeah. Yep. He made a movie about his family. The only Jewish family in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's called Meet the Fablemans? It's just called The Fablemans. The Fablemans. Meet the Fablemans. (laughs) (laughs) Come and meet the Fablemans. Yeah, it was terrific. I loved it. I watched Spirited. Uh, Anybody seen that? Spirited, yeah. Yeah. Too long. It's too long. It's uh, it's basically a a Christmas carol. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. They seem to like each other. It seems like they would. The have songs a good time. are all really good. The choreography is great. It takes forever to get started. The end is really good, and it's too long. Mm. Yeah. yeah. the 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 numbers were really good. Good the and songs big. are great. But and there I, are a lot of songs. I will say that there's yeah. a shit. Ton that's of songs. what. That's the thing. And by the end, I was like, okay, there's too many songs. <laughs> yeah, there were like, too many songs. Make, make, you're on the side of songs. I'm on the side of songs. Generally speaking, this needs you're to pro be song. This needs to be cut down a little bit. It's too long. The movie's too long. Yeah. But and it, it's pretty clunky at the beginning. I thought the last 45 minutes were fucking great. Made me cry at the end. Oh, it's good. Um, it's a good message. It's Christmas Carol, so you know. Yeah. But I'll, but they kind of twist it a little bit. It's pretty cool. Well, it sounds like something you can throw on and just yeah, and, like, and the, drink your egg. The, the choreography is fan. Yeah, choreography is awesome. Every song number has huge choreography going on in the background. Like every song has like fifty people on screen. That's cool. Time. So it's like yeah. classic old school movie musical. <laughs> I style. like this. Everything about this guy. That that's just the guy. On that's Malachi Throne yes. right there. That's Pardek, right? Yep. Yep. Pardek. See now they're I love their giant clunky <laughs> monitors. Their Art Deco monitors. monitors. Oh my god. It's so thick. It's awesome. It's like on the front of a train. <laughs> it's the thickness of like eight iPads. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Romulans are all about thickness. They got thick clothes. Thick... But John Luke's is like that too. His desk monitor is well, sure. thick too. Yeah, those giant. That's monitors. just that's just 23rd century style. Thickness came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thickness came back. They got small. Things they got, got so thin, thin like they got, got invisible so that they were like, we need to go back to thick. I know. It's like I'm blowing my screen. We swung too far in thin direction. Too bring easy back to break thick. this shit. That's like I want them to bring back. I wish 90s like <laughs> cell phones. I wish I wish big loose 90s clothes would make yeah. a comeback. Yeah. I wish unstructured jackets would make a comeback. Those are very forgiving for the fat people in the world. I watch. I've been. I've been because I I listened to the the podcast. So I've been rewatching Boy Meets World. And uh, the 90s fashion is so fantastic because they everybody wears like five shirts. <laughs> like they'll wear like and they're all a like shirt huge with a hoodie and then a vest and then a jacket. <laughs> Just like uh, they wear like so many shirts. People liked to feel um, comfort. 90s was about comfort. I used to rock a vest pretty regularly. Nice. Like denim vests and shit like oh, that. Gosh. Yeah. I had a leather uh, vest. Oh, so good. And you would like... Yeah, you had a whole Blossom thing going on, <laughs> I think. I imagine you in a lot of vests I had hats. a velvet fucking hat, man. Yeah, sure you did. You came dressed as Blossom to yes. some costume party yes. we had once. It was yes. the LARP. It was the, the LARP. 90s LARP. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was the 90s the, the, LARP. Whatever, the, the yep. Y2K LARP. Yeah, that's right. And I didn't feel like you had to go far to find those clothes either. <laughs> I, I I felt like you had those in your closet. Philippe found me that skirt at Salvation Army. <laughs> now, what do you think they're eating right there? It looks like rice pudding. Porridge. <laughs> bizarre. They call it soup. I would love for Romulan, a cocktail party imagine to be like Romulan this, Romulan soup. Yeah, is it made out of... Vegetables, or is it a meat thing, do you think? Processed meat of some sort? Yeah, what kind of meat do you think they eat on Romulus? They're like, um, I don't know. They probably have Romulan cows or whatever. <laughs> Romulan cows. Do the cows have pointy ears? Yeah. It seems like a planet full of reluctant they like, reluctant vegetarians. <laughs> they're just like, ah, I want a steak. That's, that's why they're so angry. So that soup is just melted down peanut brittle. Oh, I just can't <laughs> wait to eat my... Are going to make me eat it? Wait, cut, right? <laughs> Patrick Stewart's like, I don't have to actually uh, eat this, do I? Uh, sort of, maybe. It looks like... It looks like... Nacho um, cheese. Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. <laughs> why it does, tastes like why a would Rumbling's Dana care what it tastes like? Data doesn't care. Doesn't care. Ah. Well, does Data taste? He's got a taste, right? Yeah, but it's just it's just data bits to him. Right? But does Data use the bathroom? <laughs> just kidding. We've talked about this since. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Was, we're like we're winding. I was afraid I was going to have to go through my own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bait. Bait. Uh, we all know how they go to the bathroom. They. Transported out of them. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, the way everybody goes. Just the way the, everybody goes to the bathroom. This is a you transported canon, away, people. Yeah, there's our man. I feel like they. Uh, oh. oh, we had our spies like us moment. Yeah, <laughs> of failing immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I love spies like us. Uh -oh, yeah, I so hear does the cat. cat. Nah. 
get once outside, I think. <laughs> That's okay. I think this is almost over. The way right? you said is that sounded yeah, like you were the only one a, person who would not to they've taken him, that guy They've outside. taken him to see Spock. <laughs> we're about to see Spock. <laughs> they've taken them to so, see so Spock. There's Pardek. He yeah. knows why they're here. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's they, they, these guys. Jean Luc and Data do not do a good job of blending in <laughs> no, get, and being undercover. They get clocked almost immediately yeah, upon yeah. arrival. Everyone knows they're fake. I mean, look at their folks. Come on. All right. They're not Here square. He comes. <laughs> they're too square. There he is. There he is. Look at him. He still looks good. Yeah. And that's literally all you get. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. and and in in homes across America, fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. boys went mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. What the fuck? I gotta wait another week. Yeah, five five minutes of Sarek dying, and then right. this, that's and then it. ten seconds of Spock right at the end. Mm. So that's Unification Part One. Oh, I yeah. love you guys. Still love it. I mean, it's, it's great. Part right? two is much better because yeah. actually things happen. It's the in part payoff, two. and this had some good. Pa- the Patrick Stewart data but the, interaction. The Patrick Stewart scene data with stuff is Sarek good, is really good. Yes. So Sarek died. Uh, yes. Yeah. Off screen, Aaron. Uh, so he's dead. So all right, Jean Luc. You mean the him. actor who played him died? No, the, no, character, the died. character died. What do you mean off screen? We like, didn't see it happen. Oh. But they just said it after after Patrick oh. Stewart leaves him and says, "I'm going. I'm leaving now." And later on in the episode, he gets a message that Spock, that he died, that Sarek died. Okay. So he has to tell Spock that his father has died. So the, that we kind of skipped over it. That there's a really good scene, um, where Data and Jean Luc talk about that, that and because Data's like. You know, Data's doing his classic, I don't understand, you know, the emotions that are involved in this. And John Luke's trying to explain to him that, like, you know, fathers and sons sometimes have complicated relationships. And Spock is about to learn, you know, this terrible news. And I have to be the one to tell him. And plus, John Luke has this weird, like, emotional investment in it because he mind melded with Sarek. So he's got all of Sarek's, like, thoughts and feelings about Spock, like, rattling around in his head too hmm. so there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot of drama and the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. right i was thinking more of what's that other song the fathers and sons song the cat Stevens song oh yeah um anyway that was unification part one and i'm thinking about eating some more nachos hell yes let's do that I know. Go. Uh, Settle down. Next week for unification. Maybe <laughs> one day you'll get married. Yes. Yeah, that song. Yeah, that one. I always prefer the, the Cat Stevens. The Cat Stevens song. Wide, it's a wide world, right? No, no, no. It's called Father and Son. Yeah. Or something, right? I forget what it's called. It's called Father and Son. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at host at Warp Trek. Give us five Follow stars. Me at host Warped. Uh, <laughs> email it. is warpthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, We've been asking for five years. Patreon.com slash warped. Uh, shout out to Kenyon for our intro, which yes. I'm assuming we're still using. Of course. And, um, 
Yeah. Drive safe. Until next week, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Lee. Aaron. I'm Nate. Thank you and good night.